This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Nick, we're back today with Nick and Bob. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing pretty good, Bob. Um, let me think here. Getting ready this morning. I'm going to head off to a Con Ed course pretty soon. Um, the fellows from Kaiser, they have different opportunities to put in a community lecture, community course. It's just kind of one big bang. Um, there'll be pain fellows this morning. So a couple of my colleagues and friends and people I admire and kind of learn a lot from, they're putting on a course. Um, so looking forward to taking that. That's awesome. Getting after it. Um, just the whole day. Yeah. Um, not, not, not too bad. It's, uh, what is it like a seven hour course or something? So. Not too crazy. Um, and they're just kind of doing this in one of the big homeless projects to kind of give back to the community, putting on some inexpensive content out where it's kind of taking in all that they've learned and helping, you know, into more clinicians. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, no, that's great. That's great. I'm, what am I doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> headed to the clinic. Uh, just going to see if I can get some patients for. Myself, I'm going to do some of the admin side for, for my mom's clinic as well. That's the tournament today. Um, both, I guess, hustling. I'm getting out there. Um, so it's good. Uh, last week, uh, we talked about uh, me, me getting on, on insurance, uh, talking to different insurance companies, um, and my goal was to, to get to Bluefield Blue Cross. Um, I tried to get on the phone with them no matter how much I called. It didn't matter. Um, I emailed them multiple times. Uh, finally, I got um, – I emailed the support at a different company that got me in touch with, the, with Blue Street from Cross, um, but they have yet to get back to me. So that's where I'm at with that company. Um, so, you know, Paul, I would, uh, I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit nervous when you set your uh, accountability goals on relying on the responsiveness of an insurance company. That sounds like a nightmare and a half. Um, Right? But I think the important thing is, you know, you did your part, you put in the work. um, And, you know, when you say you took all efforts to make that happen and get the ball rolling, I completely believe you. And I hope, hopefully, that helped kind of get some traction in there to at least in contact with them sooner rather than later. Yeah. Some insurance companies have asked me, and I'm able to uh, submit my my W-9 and submit my information to them. Um, so that's where I'm at in terms of insurance. Thank you. Uh, so um, so for, for, for me, quickly for accountability, um, it was all about kind of getting my game plan set for my OCS mm-hmm. studying and then really, I mean, starting the ball rolling and actually not to say I'm going to study, but actually get to that. Um, so I've absolutely done that. Um, dude, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, but I'm excited for it. I'm not ready for it, but I'm ready to get ready for it. Um, so, yeah, I kind of spent all last weekend, um, or not all last weekend, but I spent last weekend um, coming up with a game plan for kind of how I'm going to do the studying, um, all the materials and stuff, what I'm going to do section by section. Uh, I'm in a study group with probably about six to eight people um, that will be hitting weekly meetings with. So, and one other friend I'll be doing some one-on-one stuff with here and there, but otherwise just staying in, staying out by myself between work hours and kind of setting these priorities for myself about, Okay, I know what my focus is for the next eight weeks. I like it. So, so Nick, I'm, I'm planning on 
most likely either the next next LP taken as yes or two years from now. Um, give me a little taste of it. What 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 is uh what what are you planning? What's what's the plan? Like sure. what is what are you session uh session now? How often are you be studying for it? Because I know you're working a full time job. You're doing the residency. You're, you're doing all these kind of courses um, that are part of the residency, and you're just neck. You're doing a lot. So. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, so again, I, I I know that this is kind of a short-term thing, which allows me to push through with this being eight weeks instead of eight months. Um, you know, just like any major exercise, right? You, you're allowing yourself to up the intensity because you know that you've got the reserve that you can handle it. I think that's a huge part of it too. Um, but I'd say as far as me with my actual game plan and kind of what I'm actually doing with this, um, you know, my main study materials here are again. For those of you who aren't in the physical therapy world, this might bore you a little bit, but just think about your craft, your preparation, what you do for kind of when this big moment comes up, whether it's getting ready for a job promotion, huge presentation or something. This is just me dissecting the individual components down for myself. Um, so for me, my big resource is probably the the current concept um, for the um, orthopedic section of ACTA. Just kind of getting ready for that, getting geared up with that part of it. Um, so kind of reading through all those, making sure I'm real fresh on it. Um, those kind of, they do summarize as well some of the clinical practice guidelines and clinical prediction rules um, for the ortho section, but I've definitely been studying those separately as well. Um, and so, again, current concepts, clinical prediction rules, clinical practice guidelines. Now, as far as logistics, right, am I reading through all this stuff? Well, the clinical prediction rules, pretty simple bullet pointed. Um, so I've been yeah, getting all that. The clinical practice guidelines is I'm hitting the bare bone minimum kind of summary version. I'm not getting into the individual articles. I'm not getting into that. I'm looking at, hey, what are the recommendations? What's the grave advice um, in this kind of type of clinical situation? Where does the evidence lead me? Um, so I'm kind of getting the bare bones that way. Current concepts, I'm going deep. Um, really getting all that stuff because it's a good reinforcement. Um, but I'd also say I'm doing the MedBridge um, OCS prep program. I originally started doing more, um, doing that more intensively, kind of doing that um, where I go through the individual videos, and learning through the modules. Right now, I've changed my approach just from a time standpoint and efficiency, where I'm only going to use that for all their practice quiz questions now and their practice exams. They've got um, four practice exams total. And so I'll be using all of those to kind of get ready to review just to see where I'm at for the test and kind of get a better sense of their type of quality of questions. So then next weekend, um, for our residency program, we've got a practice OCS that we're doing, which is pretty cool because they've done data on that for years and that, you know, they know, hey, 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 you get above a certain percentage point on this mock test, then everybody who's gotten that percentage point goes past the exam. Oh, I like it. Um, a lot in store for you, Nick, and also maybe me in the future. So. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Bob, it's, it's saying all that out loud is like, it sounds like a lot, and like, it is a lot, but at the same time, it's, it's not like this is new information to me, right? It's like, this is refreshing. This is getting a, uh, maybe a deeper layer of understanding. It's like saying, okay, I haven't touched this information in a while. Let me keep it fresh for myself. Um, but it's, it's not like we're learning something for the brand new first time. And, you know, there is a certain element to um, the use of the PC boards, right? 
there are probably some questions that you answer. You're like, okay, this is how the damn test wants me to answer it. This is not how I would actually practice in the clinic, but this is kind of what I'm supposed to answer. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And so I'd say that there is probably, there's a, there's much, much less of that for the OPS. Um, but there's still probably a little bit of that where, like, probably one of the amount that was on the actual board exam is kind of that bureaucratic BS kind of thing that, like, you know, like, why they're trying to ask the questions for you, so you got to play their game a little bit, too. Yeah. It's like a test-taking skill as well kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah. Uh... It's interesting. Thanks, thanks for sharing. Like, I wasn't wasn't really expecting to talk about the, the OCS exam um, on the podcast today, but but it's great to, to just hear a little bit more about what you're doing to prepare. Um, so I guess one thing that I did want to talk about, Nick, is I guess going back to this theme, just like a, a mindset theme of um, we we have two paths we can choose: either choosing the easy path or choosing the path of that's a little bit more difficult, or maybe just difficult more so, but it's a path of no regret. Um, and what, what, what do you think about that, Nick? <laughs> Anyways, I love it, Bob. You're like, so, uh, yeah, Bob, you basically open up with like, so, tell, tell me about life. What do you think about life? <laughs> let's, let's, let's do this broad, general, let's get after it. Um, now, honestly, um, I, I, I got some good ideas here, but I want to hear your initial thoughts first off, kind of where where this context is coming in your mind from, what kind of story this for you in this moment. Yeah, I mean, again, this podcast is all about mindset, working on mindset. And uh, for me, like, obviously, I, I have two paths I can choose. I can choose the easy path of just one, becoming a physical therapist, making a good salary and being just stuck for life kind of thing. Or another path for me is the path of a very more harder of starting my own practice, um, doing different things. But it's it's my passion and my dream to start a practice of my own. And that's the path of, of least regret, at least for, for what I'm making right now. Um, obviously, I'm on, I'm on this path of no regret currently. And then I just wanted to hear your thoughts about how do you know, I guess, like I know with time, everything's going to be okay. But when you choose, when I choose this path of, of uh, I guess, no regret or least regret, there is this extreme mental battle because you have this so much easier path to go through and the body just wants to go through the path of least resistance. But you're pushing your mind to go through this other path. Um, that you know, well, as long as you go make it through the dip, it's going to be fruitful and bad kind of thing. So that's where I am. That's where this question kind of stems from, um, Nick. Yeah. And that's I want a great context to come from, Bob. Like, you know, the depth of your current experience. And when you ask me this question, you're talking about it. I've got a numerous amount of things that kind of come to mind. And I think the most important thing to kind of set the stage is that you're talking about these kind of big decisions, right? These macro level decisions where it's okay, am I choosing the path and no regret? And that uh, it sounds kind of final with a huge amount of kind of weight to it. But those decisions are made up of our micro decisions every single day. They're made up of the little things we do day in, day out, the attitude we carry with ourselves. And you make all those little decisions too. But there might be less consequence, less weight on it. But even some ways where there's less external 
kind of change external demand, external pressure, it might be all that much more important to live it fuller, to live that life with Noah's in and those small, tiny daily decisions. And so, again, I think as we talk about this, you've got the big and you've got the small, and they both play a huge role. Something that's guided my life and myself probably very heavily in the last three years is that whole what-if question, right? The whole idea of regret. And that for myself, I never, if I have two options or three options or four, I never, ever want to choose the one that lets me wonder what if. And that's the whole idea of regret. So when I'm weighing it, when I'm discerning, I think some process to be able to do it correctly. So like, for example, for me, when I came out to California for this residency, I had other good options. But there's going to be just that little flavor of what if. What if I'd come out? If I failed those other options, that wouldn't have been in my mind. And so I think that's where it comes into play was just ask yourself, what if? And if you think about your decision you're making now and if you're going to wonder in the future what if, you're making the wrong call. And I think it really is that simple for everybody. So asking what if, as in what if I did not do this? Uh, no, or what if I did? Right? So, like, you're weighing these decisions and and you're asking yourself, okay, in the future, right, looking ahead for now. Right? I'll talk about this residency experience for me. Um that's kind of an easy example of talking about this physical therapy stuff. I think she's between one in California and one in Europe. Both were incredible. I chose the one California, right, which I ended up doing. There was potential. There was limitless options. There was a lot of growth. Maybe connection to was new for me. I chose the one in New York, right? But there's a little more mystery to California. I chose the one in New York. It was good. It was solid. It was impressive. Um, I liked it. I was familiar with it in a way. I'd always have that taste of that feeling of what if I did go to hell? What was the unknown? What what could I maybe been avoiding? And I, I've always chosen to live my life recently to avoid the what if. I like it. And so the you know, the other thing we talk about these two pathways, these two journeys. Um, you know, I think I've talked about these before on here, but I mean, I was talking with actually, I lost at one of my, my sports place the other day, and we were talking about some of these mindset motivations. I just went for a walk together, catching up. Um, but you know, the whole conversation of, you know, the guy, Jocko Willis, you've heard of him? Yep. Yep, so he kind of came up with her. My boss is reading one of his books, and we talked about that for a while, and you know, this whole idea about discipline and freedom. And it really, really does, right? Can you repeat the last part, Nick? Uh, You're a little bit cutting off. Discipline equals freedom. Discipline equals freedom. Where you can choose the hard path, and with that hard path and hard direction, is you're going to have an easy life, and you're prepared. If you choose the easy route, the easy pathway, when difficulty and adversity comes up, you haven't put stuff your body, stuff your system for it yet. It doesn't know how to respond. It's not trained to respond. I like it. But then the other thing is that old story of the two wolves. Yep. And, you know, that's certainly a little bit different than now. This isn't necessarily a good choice and bad choice. Usually what we're talking about now, Bob, is 
you know, cannot make a, the difference between a good to a great decision, the difference between a great to an amazing decision. So we've got a lot of good options. It's almost a good versus evil, hatred versus peace. Like that old Native American proverb where you choose between the two wolves in your mind. The one that wins is the one that you feed more. I think that's what leads us for these tiny micro decisions throughout our day. And it's not always about good versus evil. It's about my choosing growth or my choosing complacency. Wow. Thank you. Like I, like obviously, I know I choose. Like I've chosen the, the right decision. And again, it's just that that mental battle of like, okay, um, did I did I do the right thing? And then I think your motto of like avoiding that what if. So if I chose another thing, and I'm thinking what if I did this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and avoiding that, I think I've made the right decision. So, so I, I want to thank you, Nick. Just, I guess, just for you to say, for you uh, saying that, telling me these different things again, just repeating them. Even if you talked about them in the past, it's great to hear you talk about the stories again and how your mindset works. Because again, Absolutely. it is really inspiring for me. Absolutely, Bob. My my pleasure. I enjoy it with you and learn from you too. And uh, you know, just to clarify, these are. These are things that if you kind of misconstrue the words, they can have a very different meaning. But it's all about kind of the depth of evaluating yourself and your heart behind it. You know, when I was young, for example, um, Bob, you're familiar with Ithaca, a lot of kind of small gorges, gorges and everything, right? Uh, small gorges, is that what you said? Uh, uh, some gorges and like small bridges going up over them here and there. Yep. So when I was young, kind of hiking around and stuff, sometimes I had the idea of like, I have this like valuable thing like a phone or a camera. Sometimes it's dangling over the edge to take a picture or something and you're like, huh, what if what would happen if I dropped it or it fell or like went down or stuff like I just have like a little curiosity mind of like, huh, this thing is so fragile, so easy to toss down. That's not the what if I'm talking about. And I think we all know that. Um but this is the what if of life decisions, life choices, not oh, wonder what happens if I punch him in the face. Probably believe. Now we're talking a little bit something a little bit different. Yeah, no, I I think that's a that's a great way to tie it together. Just differentiating between the what ifs, having the what ifs of between like big life decisions rather the what ifs of what if I eat an apple today versus what if I eat strawberries, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. and you know I I I think that in my opinion you'll just have like kind of both. Um, but anyways, um. I believe mean, many people listening to this podcast who are invested in this type of message and this type of thing, there probably aren't a huge example of like, oh my gosh, this decision destroyed my life. Now, for some of us, it may be, and I have other decisions for myself where I'm like, damn, it's wild to fall back out of that. And I kind of give myself that area where I'm not going to make this choice again. However, there's a lot of gray area with this. It's how we make the decision that, you know, is it eighty percent good, twenty percent sounds about this versus you know, ninety percent solid insurance ten percent. Yeah, it's not a beautiful feeling. Mm-hmm. It's it's very easy to say, I'm doing great. But none of my decisions were 
ultimately terrible, terrifying. But again, it's a question of growth or complacency. There's a lot of people that are clearly themselves, not trying to just to be who you can become. I love it. Like that, that was great to hear. Um, we talked about a variety of things. We talked about the OCS. We talked about just mindset and, and general uh, choosing either between growth versus complacency, avoiding that what if or like big life decisions. So when it's the end of the day, when you're like 80 or something and you're on your deathbed, you don't think, okay, what if I, I did this? What if I went to California? What if I did, et cetera. And it could be in for anything. Um, and then uh, basically, I guess from what we're talking about, just choosing those decisions to avoid that. And again, like what you mentioned from Jacko Williams, um, what was it? Discipline equals a freer life. Yep. So, uh, Jocko Willick, discipline equals freedom. Discipline equals freedom. Um, so I think that's a great, great power episode. Uh, we can keep it short. Absolutely. Well, guys, you, you, hit, you hit it from Bob. Apparently I'm not making it to 90. You know, something I don't know, but it's been a, a, good, a good ride of advice. Um, anyway, Bob, let's kind of talk about some accountability for the next time going forward, but I think you know, it's very fitting with being early 2021 where we've had coronavirus that's shaken us up. It's still kind of here. The world will never be the same after this, for better, worse, or otherwise. What a better time to question these things for ourselves and our big life changes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, accountability. Do you want to start, Nick? Sure. I'd love to. Um, for me, it's really about um, kind of continuing this pathway of on. I've laid down the groundwork. I started taking initiative with it. It's going strong so far. Just keeping up, keeping up momentum. And for me, kind of continuing with my 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 main priorities of health number one, number two OCS prep, number three maximizing everything out of the residency that I can. And so for me, just studying for the OCS a little bit every day to kind of set a minimum bar, and then each day trying to push myself to rise above that. Wow, I like it. Um, for me, I, I'm, I'm uh, creating my marketing message right now. Um, I created different email scripts. I created different – I fixed my website up, um, recorded different videos for my website. Um, the next thing is I want to go back and we're going to create a, a webinar script and create a webinar for, I guess, just to, to talk about physical therapies and and uh, specifically low back pain. So I'm going to have that written. And the, the slide. Hey, Bob, Bob, who's, who's your target audience for this? Is it MDs? Is it patients directly? So it's uh, the target audience is patients directly. Now, uh, my target audience right now is, is again, it's a little bit more vague, but it's, it's the active population that has gone through therapy and has tried some sort of therapy, but they can never – like it's their second or third time go around and they're looking for some sort of prevention or something for, for a lifelong period. So back to population, uh, I don't have an age range set, but that's where my target population is. Now, if I need to niche it down a little bit more, um, I will, but, but right now it's, it's specifically for low back pain and sciatica um, patients. Fantastic. I know I'm, 
kind of a question on where this podcast journey has taken in previous episodes where we talked about the idea of kind of building a client base, building a follow the people, and how people don't follow the perfectionists, right? They want to hear the progression. They want to hear the story. What a cool example of, you know, this podcast as well as many of the other ways you put yourself out there to allow people to kind of join you on that journey, where even if they meet you five years from now, you kind of look back at your history again, kind of see where you come from, see your journey, see your thought process. It's bringing out the next level of authenticity to it. Yeah, and, and that's also a big part of this podcast, um, just putting ourselves out there, both you and me, Nick. So it's it's I appreciate it. every time we get on the the podcast, I get inspired, I learn something again, um, and it's always great to hear from you, Nick. All right, Bob. Take care, my friend. Let's do after these goals and until next time. Yep. See you next week.